Boom, we're rolling. Great. Well, I'm Ken Johnson here with this wonderful podcast, David Morgan. So <laughs> we uh, today we're going to be talking about expectations, uh, realistic and unrealistic expectations in general. You know, I I'm going to jump into something that I was not planning on jumping into, only because I just came to my mind. But we we generally talk about expectations with work and we talk a lot about professional, personal self-help, all those things, but expectations on a relationship standpoint is what came to my mind as I said those words. And, and I think it's funny enough. It ties into everything because of just how expectations and being let down and being frustrated and angry then bleeds everywhere else. And so having realistic expectations, not just in a few areas, but all areas of life, I think is really where I, I think it would be important to talk about because ultimately um, I, I strongly believe it is one of the reasons most people get disappointed, that most people get frustrated and angry uh, even as simple as if I'm driving on the road and somebody cuts me off, I'm only angry because I didn't expect them to cut me off. Mm. But if I expect them to cut me off because they're trying to merge and it's very packed, you're much less angry because you expect it. But it's the it's the realistic and unrealistic expectations part of even in that scenario driving that actually creates anger while driving. Oh, yeah. And I think that that is the case in all scenarios. If I order a delicious meal today, I had an amazing burger. Well, it's one of my favorite burgers. We're out. It's called the meat man. Oh, the, the 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 restaurant. Oh my gosh, this is this is horrible. Because I have my assistant go and get it every time, so I don't ruin the place. <laughs> but the uh, the holding out on a good burger. Uh, the the it's called the meat man. The burger itself, and it is so good. Um, Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll pull it up sometime here when I'm taking a break while you're talking, David. Okay, cool. And, but, but when you get the burger and it's still delicious, but all of a sudden if it's like, where's my red peppers or it's like one of the pieces of bacon, it's like half a piece of bacon. And you're like, what happened? And yet the burger is still great, but my expectations were so high that all of a sudden this amazing burger is disappointing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so, so what, whose fault is that really? All of a sudden I ruined my own burger by, by horribly high expectations. Like that's, that's what I want to talk about today. And ultimately in people's lives, I think expectations and timelines and perspectives do correlate. I'm hoping to focus on just those expectations today as we go through stuff. Yeah. So for you, David, what in your mind is the biggest fail on a personal expectation standpoint. Meaning, right, you expected X, but ultimately you got a potato. <laughs> you know, like, right, you were expecting me to say a letter. That's mm-hmm. why they're like, like, what, what was that in your mind? In my, oh man. Um, well, I mean, you said it in relationships and I don't want to make it sound like I don't love my wife. But, right, people build, I mean, especially in like pop culture today, people build up relationships to be a certain way. Yes. And and when they don't turn out to be like we fantasized about, like we expect when we're dating and like we see in film and movies and music, 
I think that is really frustrating for a lot of people. And, and marriage is a really rude awakening for people. And it's, I mean, this first year of marriage is nothing like I would have expected it to have been, right? Like just not at all. Like 100%. the way I imagined it and envisioned sure. it and thought marriage looked like. Yeah. And that is, and it also reminds me of um, uh, doing my missionary service. The best advice I got about that, I don't know if from uh, shout out to Phil Merrill, but he told like, seriously, and I told people this all the time, the best advice I ever got was, hey, the guys who have the best missionary service are the ones who realize that it is not going to be everything that they thought it was, but who work to make it everything that they they had dreamed it would be. And that was the hands down the best advice I ever got about going to be a missionary. And, um, and I think that could apply to marriage, to work, whatever it is, right? Like just realize... It's not going to be what you think it is ever, ever, <laughs> ever. Right. But put in the effort. Right. Uh, you know, I take that back. It might be for like a day. Sure. You know, like, you know so That's true. exactly. I, I actually love, and we can go into this. Actually, I won't, I won't even bring it up because I want to talk about it in another podcast, but I think in expectations, you know, we, we have a lot, we have churn at our company. And uh, we, we both because we fire and because people leave and the amount of people that leave with the expectation that the grass is greener on the other side, like that's just not always the case. Mm-hmm. Some people have made some great transitions. Good for them. We're I'm still in contact with a lot of them, but ultimately it's not just even the workplace, but it's everything and um, controlling your expectations will bring so much satisfaction and to your point of in your missionary service and the, the advice that Phil Merrill, you said, right. Yeah. Gave you. And is that really, truly, if, if you go in with not low expectations, but high expectations in the sense of this is what you're trying to achieve, but expectations. And you know, that likely just straight up will not get met. Oh yeah. It's the only way to live. I, Really, it's yeah, the only way to live. I think so. Which sounds, I, I don't want to make it sound like defeatist or like, oh, don't aim high or resign yourself to a life of mediocrity or whatever it is. No, like that, no, that's no. not what we're saying. But understand the reality of life, the reality of relationships, the reality of work. And, and help those around you understand what you want out of reality. Yeah. Right. If you get a new job, David. Tell them what your expectation is because that's what they're that's what the new job, you know, post said. It's like, no, you you say within 30 days we'll have a review and the pay range is within whatever, 60 to 70. So I expect this review, you know. So when that comes, you have to articulate your reality for them to even know that that's your reality that you're expecting yeah. and expectations, including right relate. That's actually probably more applicable to relationships, is making sure that both parties know like what the expectation is all the time mm-hmm. and and then holding realistic expectations for each party based on their expectations yeah and and under so somebody said to me really recently about their new job like oh man they they really overpromised and underdelivered but that's everything i think tell me if, tell you can you can disagree but you know, just real quick, like I I think 
whatever it is, right? People want to present them best, their best selves and, you know, your job, like, hey, we're, like they really are going to do these things, but then people just don't take into account like the nitty gritty as well. And they expect only the good stuff all the time instead of recognizing that like, like before your relationship, you can say like, hi, hey, I expect X, Y, Z. And they may say, hey, I want that too. I, I totally am on board, right? And your job might say, hey, yeah, this is what we want to deliver to you. That doesn't mean that people who understand your expectations will 100% be able to deliver all the time because we're people. And things change. Yes. I mean, the economy changes. Our life changes. People get sick. You know, or your boss leaves. And I would say to that person getting a new job, where they're like, well, they totally over promised and it's under delivered. Let them know that, that right? Like then that means you have not articulated your expectations and mm -hmm. what you like, really, I, I doubt, highly doubt. I'm going to say like 90 plus percentile that that person has not said and be like, Hey, in the interview and in the review and then the email, see, I have it right here. You guys said this, you said this, it just hasn't happened. hasn't come. Is that going to come in the next few months, six months, three months? Hold them accountable. You you have every right to hold your employer. I'm talking in a position of I hire people. They have every right to say, hey, Ken, you told me this. And I have then every right to say, yeah, we missed our sales goals and we don't have that cash to do that right now. When we do, we plan on assessing everybody's pay scale, all of those things. But But get it off your chest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that's where similar to a relationship, more communication is better than less. Now there are company politics and different things you can, you can do in that. But if you're new in a company, company politics aren't as important because you're new. You kind of get a, a honeymoon phase like, Hey, and so you can, you can bring up conflict. Mm -hmm. You can bring up, Hey, like you, you promised there was a 401k here. You didn't say it was after five years. I have an email like, Oh yeah, we have 401k. So I would like to bring that up because you lied. You don't maybe tell them you lied, but you just say like, this is what was presented to me and see what they say. Because that ultimately is how good relationships continue or bad relationships turn into good relationships. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think just to avoid conflict in those scenarios is you, you need to, it's okay to have standards and expectations, but expect, Expect disappointment in those expectations, right? Expect that there will be issues. That things, things will change. Things will, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if you just if you want to be happier overall, don't expect smooth sailing all the time. Expect your rough seas, right? And that sometimes your expectations will not be met, and sometimes you're not going to be meeting somebody else's expectations too, right? And so I, I think we all kind of give each other a little grace. Like it's okay to have high standards again. And I think that's actually important. You know, I think couples that hold each other and themselves to a high standard, companies that hold themselves to a high standard, you know, bosses, employees, like they're going to be better off because they're striving. Um, but the expectation of perfection from others is really setting yourself up for failure as well. Agree, hundred percent. I there. It's interesting to to think through the expectations, and and I, I almost want to walk through a couple different scenarios that you feel like 
that happens on a regular basis. Sure. Yeah. One of them being like diet and weight loss or fitness all in the same category. I'm going to throw it cool in there. And it's saying like, okay, I'm, so I'm, I'm past 35. I'm, I'm closer to 40. And so it's like, I'm, I'm, my body's not what it was when I was 23, when I'm like, Oh no, I could, if I work out for four weeks, like I've got a six pack, whatever it is. And, and that's just not doable anymore. I can just tell unless it is, I, I, it is doable. But I have to spend way more time at the gym than I really want. So I can't set this expectation. It is achievable, but it's unrealistic because of my work-life balance, my family, and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I like Mountain Dew. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, like, so, so there's these <laughs> the truth comes there's out. There's these really there's these there's these problems yeah. in the way that's true that are called reality. And so it's like, yes, I want to look like that. I want to be that, but what is going to be a realistic expectation? And and that's something I think a lot of people need to address when they're thinking about themselves because everybody's body is different. Mm-hmm. Everybody's health is different. And so what are realistic expectations of what you look like and what you feel like? And and I bring up looks, even though a lot of people say looks don't matter. Everybody cares about looks. That's so I'm, 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 gonna yeah. just, I'm just going to throw that out the window and looks say – a thousand percent matter. Yeah. Yes. We all have eyes. Let's <laughs> just leave it at that. Like if you had scales for skin, texture would matter too. Mm-hmm. We have eyes and so like it matters. It's, it's a data point. It always will be for the rest of existence. And so that that is a, a reason though people want to get in shape or want to be healthier, all these things. And so I, that's – Setting those realistic expectations around that is so important. And I know you've had a lot of experience in that. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing too is not just setting the the realistic realistic expectations of the outcome you expect, but also of the input that you will have to input to get those expectations, yeah. right? And whether or not you're capable of doing that, or or that fits with what you want to do, right? Because yeah. I'd like to look like Chris Hemsworth too, but am I willing to pay the price essentially, right? Am I going to – And do you have the genes? Yeah, that's A, little, a combination. It's <laughs> the, probably, yeah, it's he, a combination. Works, he works yeah. hard. Don't get no me wrong. Doubt. I'm not yeah. saying that he doesn't, yeah. but it matters. Yeah, but he's also probably not meal prepping his own food either, right, and all these things. So if you're going to be – achieve that level right now when you're not, you know, movie star or whatever it is, right, you're going to have to put in a lot more, more work with your own individual time and energy – to yeah to meal prep to counter macros to all these things um and you just may not have it in you right now with what you have going on in life to achieve that because of the amount of time you can put in or again genetics your age whatever it is um there's a lot that goes into it so just yeah think about hey like what is what is doable for me that would still be progress or still be something i would feel great about Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the next example I want to give is movies. Is is <laughs> this I, is true? I know where you're going, I, and this is a thousand percent true. It's a thousand percent true. And yeah. I, I mean, just talked about it with somebody yesterday, maybe at work, and that that whole oh, I wasn't expecting a lot, so I was I was pleasantly surprised, or whatever you want to say when you walk out of a movie that you were almost forced to watch, or you're like, hey, there's nothing else to watch, so I'm going to watch this, and they're like, whoa, how have I not heard about this? Well, you know, this is like a, and then you start looking it up and it's like, no, this is good. But then you have those high expectations and you're like, well, it just didn't yeah. meet those expectations. This is a perfect example is 
things that people love often have high expectations. And so I want to do movies right now, but then I'm going to do relationships next because what people love. So I, people love Star Wars. People love Lord of the Rings. People love Harry Potter. People love there's, there's a couple things and movie categories and, and genres and, and Marvel, whatever else you want to pick that people love. And so it's much easier to disappoint weirdly enough. Oh yeah. Because their expectations are so high and that, that, the amount of love actually correlates with false expectations is a really funny correlation in movies because it, it will carry forward into our next topic of relationships. Yeah. And for me, it happens all the time for, for movies. It's like, Oh, I'm expecting this. And when it's not that I'm going, why didn't it, why wasn't it that, you know, and that, but yet there is another person on the road that expects nothing. And they're like, that was pretty good. Yeah. You're like, oh, great. Glad you liked it. I awesome. did it. You know, that's yeah. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you just happened to you, right? Didn't you just go see a movie? You're like, oh, that was better than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. The Dungeons and Dragons movie. Exactly. I, I, ex I just don't have a lot of faith in these, like, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. They're, these one-offs, like, we're we're just going to try to capture this fan base, right? The the most poignant example for me is uh, the Aragon movie. Do you oh, remember yes, when that totally. came out? Oh, uh, I loved the books loved and I was books. just, I was so excited to see the movie and I've never had my heart ripped out that bad. I don't know if that was false expectations as much as, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, it, no, it really was bad. There's difference. There's difference. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it sucked even worse because, because you, I came in with all this love and investment already emotionally, right? You bring yeah. up Star Wars it and the way people you. just dump on the, yeah. the sequels, which again, I think bad but so much worse because we already have this history as opposed to like Dungeons and Dragons. I expected it to be pretty meh. And I was like, yeah, it'd just be a reasonably entertaining movie, but it was good. Yes. And part of that too is what is projected though. Cause what I've told people, cause I'm pretty critical of movies as well. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of movies together and my best friend Grant gives me a ton of crap because he says, I expect every movie to be return of the King. And that's not true. I just, I expect movies to be honest about what they are and what to expect. And so when there's movies that are trying to do that and ignore the, uh, the principles of storytelling that, that upsets me. Right. But like another movie that I, I think most people and I too expected to be pretty meh venom actually really liked because and, and a lot of people really liked it. It, it, it wasn't end. trying to be anything other than what it was. Yeah. And I went in with lower expectations and it was much better than I thought it would be. Therefore my enjoyment from it was much higher. Yes. So yeah, it is a very funny correlation, this dance, right? Or it is be it, between it, your investment, your love of something and how much you expect and how much it's going to disappoint yeah. and hurt. And, and, and you see it in family relationships. You see it in, um, and just you know, partnerships, friendships is people get hurt. And like, again, you can have a total stranger do something to you. And if somebody that wasn't, that was not a total stranger, but was like your best friend did the same thing, it somehow hurts. Oh yeah. You know, so that matters, but, but it matters only because you're expecting them to never do that, right? You're expecting them to never, I don't know, flip you off. Mm -hmm. You know, make fun of you, laugh at you in this store in front of other people. But yet, if a stranger does it, you're like, whatever, dude. You know, like, it doesn't even yeah. brush it off. But if 
if your significant other, if your girlfriend does it, your boyfriend does it, you're like, why are you laughing at me in front of all these people? Like that's embarrassing. It hurts, it stings. It's even hard to forgive mm-hmm. all of those things. But yet, what? It's, it's literally the same action, same yeah. event. It, it's crazy it, how that comes down to realistic or unrealistic expectations, either or. And I'm not saying that it's okay for your significant other to laugh at you or it's not okay for you to get hurt. But what I am saying is things happen. And so when those expectations happen, like when you layer your life full of expectations, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. be prepared to have a sucky life (laughs) because you're just going to get hurt. And, And all of this, because it's not reality. It's not reality. There will be an earthquake sometime in your life. There will be a tornado or hurricane, a meteor, something that is so random. The economy, you'll lose your job. It hurts more when you don't expect it. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, yeah, they haven't hit their numbers for like six months. And you're like, I'm just holding on just to hold on. I'm going to try, blah, blah, blah. And you get like a week later. You're like, that is what it is. You know, like, does that hurt? No. You just, is what it is. It's reality. And so that's where... How how do we as individuals, as humans, and as people that we are, how we're built, how do you, how do we all cope with that? How do you shave those sharp edges, mm-hmm. but still have those expectations? That's that is the question, the question of the day. Because yeah, because again, I don't think it's okay to have low standards and to like wallow in mediocrity, but at the same time. Yeah, you're just setting yourself up for failure and hurt. You know, speaking of the driving, and I want to answer the question, but it reminds me of my commute to work. It's pretty quick. But the times I'm upset and I'm flipping somebody off is because I was running late. And now I expect it to take me that exact seven minutes and that there is no variable Mm -hmm. in what is the norm, right? But that's just not real. There's going to be a convention downtown that I, I pass the convention center. And then that's going to cause more traffic. And, you know, somebody's just going to go slower. There happens to be a semi truck that day that's, you know, driving slow and I can't get around. Yep. And it's it's crazy for me to get that upset because I wasn't prepared. And it's pretty normal for, hey, you know, your commute can vary by a few minutes. That's just, that's what happens, right? So I, in my brain, I'm tying that into the question somehow, but I can't. Oh, it's very tied, I think. Yeah, I, I just, I'm trying to. I don't know. I'm trying to nuance it out. So if you got thoughts, yeah, take it away. Cause I, I, I'm so, still, unfortunately, I think it is too easy of an answer that is not action-based. You know, like I, I think it comes down to just not having as much pride as most of us have. Like to like, yes, it is a truck is going slower but it ultimately is still your fault. Yeah. You know, that's as saying, and us all recognizing, like, it's just the situation. I got to own this situation. You have to own it and say, no, even though I've done everything I can in my power to be early to work, I'm 15 minutes early, whatever it is, every day. It's like, well, when there's an accident, there's an accident. Okay. I did my best. I did what I could. My expectations would be on time, but you know what? It's just not mm-hmm. and, and figuring out a way to just say it is, it is not everybody else's fault 
it is a lot of your own fault, of my own fault. And so taking away that and saying like, you got to get rid of that. Does that make sense? Because then that's yeah. what builds up the anger. That's what builds up the biggest disappointment. Mm-hmm. You can be annoyed at yourself and kind of beat yourself up a little bit, but it's not quite the same level as yeah of, of, of what you put towards other people. Like, right. If you, if my, if a wife or a boyfriend or girlfriend does something, it's only again, because you expect them to not do that something, mm-hmm. but if they do it, it's usually just because your pride is hurt. It's usually because you, your feelings are hurt, but what, what, what are your feelings? You know, it's, it's because you wanted that. And so sometimes you just got to let go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an easy, but it's, it's very hard to do yeah. as in practice. And that's where, I, I mean, I hate to even bring it up because it's like, how do you do that? It's weird baby steps. Unusual yeah. baby steps. We're sure. breathing through it. Like, why am I mad? Asking yourself that. Why am I mad? You know, weird questions. What's up? We can edit. So if you know, don't feel like you have to be totally silent. <laughs> good night. Good night. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. You have any thoughts? You want to just. <laughs> I heard it raining. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it started raining on my way home. Oh, really? I didn't notice that earlier. I was hearing it while we were in here. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It was a really nice chemical. Oh, it was on hard though, just a little bit ago. Maybe you were with Aspen. It was, it was, it was pouring. I mean, enough to like, yeah, yeah, like I could you hear, hear it. Yeah. it was, yeah. The river probably filled up a little bit. <laughs> okay, good night. Good night. You guys doing more than one tonight? Yeah, it's our second one. This is the second one right now. Yeah. 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 So, um, what that reminds me of is, and I was telling you about him last night, uh, Jocko Willink, he's that, that Navy SEAL guy I was telling you about. So he wrote a book called extreme ownership. And that's just like the philosophy of the book is like, no matter what, don't give away like your, I don't want to say control, but like your power to somebody else. Right. Like, like you can, like they can dictate what's going on and how you feel emotionally um, and just, yeah, take extreme ownership, even though you could reasonably say like, oh, my boss, you know, overpromised and underdelivered, right? Yeah. Well, okay, well, you should have done more verification, right? Whatever. So I think that's the solution is to take an extreme amount of ownership. It, and, and I remember this, you know, back in, in therapy, right? Um, where, you know, the, the counselor was saying, hey, you know, talking about like childhood trauma, Hey, it's not your fault, right? And you can even say it's not your parents' fault because they've got their own trauma, right? We all mess up our kids in some way. And it's unfortunate, but it's real because we're not perfect, right? Speaking of realistic ex- expectations of yourself as a parent. Yep. But, you know, I, I remember the counselor told me, hey, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility, right? Because nobody else is going to fix this for you. And I think that's that is what makes... I think those expectations hurt less is you have to take an insane amount of ownership over, you know, like I said, my commute, it's like, Hey, I should be leaving earlier than right down to the wire. Right. I need to have my stuff prepped and ready the day before so I can get up. I can just get ready and get out the door on a moment's notice if I need to. So I'm not going to be late and give myself a buffer, whatever it is. Like I need to take um, responsibility for that. It's not the truck's fault. 
And, and, and you know what? And guess what? If you don't think that that is fair, too bad, right? Yeah. But also, if you're like, no, I just don't want to do that, then find another job that's remote or shorter commute or yeah. like there's it's still your control, mm-hmm. even though even if it's a earth shattering action or like a paradigm shift in your life, it's still within your control, mm-hmm. at least enough to start making progress making decisions on and and i think that's the case with again anything work relationships any the the hard part is is realistic expectations i think has to do with relationships and communication Mm -hmm. and i mean that in everyone right driving your relationship cars closeness work your relationship as an employee employer every it's just relationships to others and even to to the the universe and that that relationship that we have will always not be not met mm-hmm. and in the way that we expect it to. So even if you have a perfect relationship in a lot of ways, it's still going to not be what you want in a hundred percent of the way. Yeah. It just, it won't be. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. Oh yeah. And you know, I'm not saying like peace at any cost or right or whatever, just like, again, not having standards or, you know, taking just whatever somebody will give you, but again, taking control of your life, like, Hey, like you can get out of that situation, right? Your job, uh, abusive relationship, whatever it is. Right. And, and again, not advocating for divorce or anything like that. Right. I think typically if most people will take that responsibility and that ownership, then you'll do okay. Right. Like you're going to have a solid relationship. It'll take work. Right. Again, that's the, Expect it to it's not be part. expect it to not be like you thought it would, but put in the work to to as if you were going to be able to make it what it was like, you know, not not that you're forcing somebody else's like because you, you don't have control over somebody's actions. And even after all that work, it's still not going to be what you expected it to be. But the work is what transforms it into something that you will enjoy, that you will love, that you do. You know, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Uh, in, re- in regards to professional work, realistic ex- expectations, I think it's important to recognize that each scenario is different and often we want to compare. So if I say, oh, I'm, I'm at my current age of 36 and guess what? I'm not where I want to be because, you know, Bob down the street or whatever is, is already retired and you're just like, what? You know? There's just different circumstances and, and those expectations need to be based on your own environment. And the more time you spend on controlling your environment, your stability, your personal needs, your, all of those things, it will help you achieve those expectations, those more realistic expectations. Yeah. And, and it will help you not set unrealistic expectations. If that makes sense. Yeah. And, and again, I don't think all expectations will be met. But there is for sure ways to set very unrealistic expectations. And when I, if I'm 21 and I realize, okay, I am going to, I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 25, or I want to be a millionaire at 30, but I want to do it my way. And I'm just going to do post this and do this and do social media and I'm going to be famous or whatever, whatever you're going to be a rapper. I want to, any of those things, like you need to first say, I'm going to, record every day of my life for three hours 
And then once you do that for a couple years, then you say, okay, now I'm going to actually publish some music or now I'm actually going to do so. Like you, those realistic expectations of incremental, maybe to an unrealistic goal to make it a realistic goal, you need first realistic short objectives. Yeah. Stuff that you can actually accomplish. Yes. Yeah. Even though you, you eventually can accomplish the big thing that's unrealistic. Sure. But you can only do it if the trajectory is meeting realistic goals and objectives mm -hmm. consistently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so much there's, man, yeah, because it's the expectation of yourself of what it takes to get there of what you can do of what other people are going to do. I yeah, but I would say mostly it comes down to like, what is within your sphere of influence? Do that focus on that and be consistent, right? And um, it and is your expectation realistic in any universe? Yeah, that's true. I'm not, I am not going to make it to the NBA, right? Just not going to happen, right? Like it, that's, that's, that is a not realistic expectation. And, and I know that's a far-fetched one, but even like in relationships, sometimes it's easy to have almost as far-fetched expectations, Good right? Point. Is, is even though it seems more realistic, mm -hmm. it's like, no, me getting the NBA is as realistic as whatever I, I don't even it's hard to even imagine a, a, a like having a like an open relationship let's you know what i mean like I, i'm throwing that one out there because it's yeah. like no it's the same difference like yeah. it like if you say like me getting in the nba is like yeah i'm gonna work for it it's like me saying, like, I'm going to have an open relationship with my aunt. No, I'm not. Like, this is just not, not, there's no way. Like, not not, happen. Yeah. And one, because I, I don't want that really. Like, just like I really don't want to get in the NBA. And, and Krista doesn't want it either. So, like, why would that be an, an expectation at any point, at any moment in time in life? Mm -hmm. If it's like, no, that's so unrealistic. Yeah. Even though it's maybe fed you to you through news or through feeds or through whatever it is. It just is not reality. Mm -hmm. And even if you communicate it to the person, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't yeah. help the matter, you know, and, and that's a pretty, it may be outlandish. It may not be to a lot of people, but that's, that's as an example of one in a mm -hmm. relationship. And some are very basic. Some might, you think like, I want my wife to clean my dishes. That might be the most unrealistic thing you could ever want. Because she might literally have gotten married and said, I will never wash dishes for my husband because that's not i'm not his servant you know like so whatever what is, is whatever it is for your guys's life that that's where it's mm -hmm. a it's an interesting conflict that needs to be addressed in relationships pretty pretty consistently yeah definitely <laughs> I don't now I'm just thinking of other examples, you know. And, but. and relationships is just so complicated. I mean, that's that's a whole different topic. I think when going into another expectation, um, what one of the ones that I get often is entrepreneurship. And I'm just gonna bring it up because I just it's people come to me and talk to me about their ideas and business plans and things like that. Yeah. And I've been on the other end of that for sure. And, and yeah. so one of those is um, recently and recently somebody approached me and was talking about their business that they've already set up. They've got an LC, these things. They were talking about the problem that they're having with this. And they have their cousin who doesn't 
more or less isn't carrying their weight. And he's like, well, what should I do? The business has only been around a year. So, and the answer was get rid of them immediately, like done. If there's too much emotion, there's too much everything that you cannot properly hold that person accountable. If day one, they're not having the energy, why would you think they're going to have the energy day five, 400, Mm -hmm. 600, when you're the one putting in 90% of the work. And so just cut it immediately when it, when it's fresh, there's less damage. If you guys are making tens of millions of dollars and he thinks he's getting 50, 50 of that while you're doing 90% of the work for the last 10 years, you know, you, you will not have a relationship the rest of your lives after that. You know, that's because there will be lawyers involved. There will be so much conflict. And so understanding what is realistic in a business environment is also very difficult yeah. because there's a lot of emotion because there's a lot of baggage, but know this and this is just advice for every entrepreneur out there is the less you can get people involved as partnerships, the better. Okay, because a partner has expectations. Employees have much less expectations. Mm -hmm. Partners have much greater expectations. And as we've been talking about, expectations don't get met. And so if you have one partner or two partners, whatever partnerships you have, they will fail and you will fail them. Those expectations multiply. Yes. When the more people get involved. So everybody out there that's an entrepreneurial at heart or thinks they are or has a business, partnerships are complicated because there's expectations. And and if you get mad, if you get road rage, you will be a horrible business partner because you will get mad at somebody for not meeting your expectations. So don't make them a partner. Make them an employee, make some type of a different contract ask for advice from some lawyer, how to make this work, whatever it is. But it just as a, as a point of, of a very important point that I think needs and is not talked about often. Oh, don't go into business with your family. That's because you have a relationship. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the whole point is because you'll have false expectations. It has nothing to do with them being a family. It has everything to do with just don't go in business with partners mm-hmm. unless you understand and you're both very mellow people and you have high expectations to each other and yourself and all of these other attributes, it's still complicated. Mm-hmm. But um, in the end, that is, that is one advice I will give is, is all of us have a natural tendency to once we're in a relationship with somebody like verbally, Oh, we're best friends or we're a boyfriend, girlfriend, or we're married or we're living together or we are partners in this company. All of a sudden there's this baggage, real expectation baggage. And and so if you can stay away from those defined relationships that carry the most baggage, it's, it's a healthier relationship. Yeah. You only have a room for so many of those in your life, right? So yeah, get married, have a business partner, maybe whatever it is. Right. But yeah, limit those as much as you can. And you know, the overarching thing I'm hearing is like, yeah, your expectations come from the relationship you have with yourself, the other people on the road, your spouse, your business partner, whatever it is, right? Managing those expectations will will um, contribute heavily to the, the success of that relationship, whether it is with yourself, with a business partner or a spouse. Yes. Yeah. The only other example I'll give around 
only because I'm end of the world paranoid guy, is when COVID was happening, there was toilet paper shortage. There was shortages in stores in general. And there was many people in the world that were almost in shell shock. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know, oh, what's going to happen? What should I buy? They literally sometimes would just stand in the store like, I'm lost. And again, their expectations wasn't in a person, but in a system. And and so whether you believe life's just going to go on perfectly fine or not, like you're wrong. And at the end of the day, we're all wrong. And so you need to understand we, we, you might run out of toilet paper. You might not be able to buy baby formula. You might not be able to do these things. If there is a war in your home country, if you're from Ukraine, when that war broke out, you were in shell shock. Why? Because it's a, it's a, it's a war. People will die. It's a big deal. And you need to all expect, everyone around the world needs to expect things will happen that will shock the system that you exist in. Mm-hmm. And that shock should not shock you, like personally in action. It should only shock you in the sense of, oh, I need to change what I do today. Not in the sense of like, what do I do? No, it just says, now I do this. Because just like if somebody's in a relationship with him in a marriage or a boyfriend, girlfriend, and somebody cheats on that person, some people go into total shock or have an emotional breakdown or murder the person or it's like, they don't know how to deal with it in such an intense way that it's a complete failure of their whole personal self. Mm -hmm. Even though it's the other person that cheated, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but, and that's the same thing. I mean, even if it's like uh, an extreme sickness that comes up, just whatever it is, whatever the, the ability to adapt and roll with the punches and, to not lose your lose your head in a tough situation, right? Because of expectations. Yeah. Really? To, to know that sometimes, you know. There's no toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> and manure occurreth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And or or um or you can't get find an EpiPen. Or you can't or what whatever it is, there's there's gonna be there's gonna be issues. Mm-hmm. There will be. Yeah. Well, I mean, to the to the global point there, I mean, there's this great line by the Abbott brothers in one of their songs that says like when nothing is owed, deserved, or expected, and your life doesn't change by the man that's elected, if you're loved by someone you're never rejected, decide what to be and go be it. That's like one of my all-time favorite lines in any song. And I think it just sums up perfectly what we're talking about. Like it does. the person in the White House, like you can you can do something to sort of affect that, but once it's happened, like you really you're stuck, right? And yeah, you can protest, but blah blah blah, whatever it is, right? Generally, that's not gonna change. Truthfully, that isn't going to change your life so intimately, right? So don't put so much trust into that or the system or whatever it is, right? Just decide what you're going to do, decide what's in your control and focus on those things and be willing to adapt, right? Like, because things are going to come up and again, same thing, just, okay, what can I control here? And then just keep moving forward, right? Don't get stuck. Keep moving forward, adapt, 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 right? Bob and weave change course correct um and then just i mean i don't know i feel like my other example is just gonna derail us here i'm just gonna say it anyway (laughs) if we have to cut it i'll cut it It, you know your your thing about like the system reminds me of uh in the dark knight great movie where the joker is saying like 
you know, if I say that three soldiers are going to die tomorrow, nobody, nobody loses, you know, nobody cares because it's according to plan. We expect it, right? Yeah. But then I'm going to blow up one little hospital and everyone loses their mind, right? Because it's not according to plan. Mm -hmm. And the, your ability to not lose your mind when things don't go according to plan will be one of the greatest uh, assets in your success. So I, to that point, when I have somebody that says, oh, I, don't, I lost my job and it's like, okay, well, what does that even mean? And then you go, well, in India where like the average income is like $200 a month, it's like, well, wait, can you make $200 a month here in the United States? Oh, you can? Like you can do anything almost to make $200 a month? Like, so this weird kind of systems, both people are living, mm -hmm. both people are, you know, even have families, relationships, but yet it's based so much on their system and what their expectation is. But if I went and sold this guy that's unemployed, like, well, you're fine. You make $200 a month. It's er like, what are you talking about? Yeah. This is kind of my point to your, like, it's part of the system. Oh, people in India are supposed to make $200 a month. No, 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 You don't understand. Like, it's not part of the system, but it is. Like, that's that's just, yes, that is what they're making. But just because you're not making it today doesn't mean it won't happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Hospital blown up or something crazy happening. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. It's like the hot hand fallacy too. We expect what's happening now to continue and it's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's man. This was like, it's like emotional fortitude, business relationships, the whole thing. We went all over the place. And I don't know what your expectations were about this podcast, but there you right. go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're at the end here. And I, I would say the only action item, and I'm going to just point out an action item to take away from this is Look inward at yourself when you're driving. <laughs> there we go. Really? Like yeah. when you're driving, turn off the music and see what your emotional levels are when different things happen a couple times this week. Because it'll be different, mm -hmm. but you will then gauge what your expectations are in life. I, I, I genuinely believe that because it's you're working with – hundreds of people on the way to work that are following rules and systems. It's life. It's like this miniature life. And mm -hmm. so when you do that, I think you'll, you'll, you'll get an idea if you're listening to this and, and you'll get an idea of, Oh, wow. I have unrealistic expectations. Somebody cut me off. Like I was mad. Like, really? You don't expect anybody to cut you off on the freeway. You know, like you got to <laughs> kidding me. Utah, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I drive fast. I pass people all the time. Do I cut them off? I don't think so because I'm going so fast. I'm not in front of you. By the time I'm in your lane, I'm like a hundred feet in front of you. So like, what's the point on you honking and flashing me when it's like, I wasn't affecting you at all. And, but yet it is there. That's my, that's my, uh, my yeah. takeaway here at the end. <laughs> Thanks for being with us, yeah. David and Ken again. Have a good night. Yeah.